Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. welcome home. You can go ahead and sadly be dismissed at this time. Um, We're having our first welcome home session, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, what welcome home is, then just stay here, okay? So welcome home. Thank you so much. Um, But Bluey, so we are in week one for our At The Movies series. This is every November, as Trish mentioned, and um, we take biblical lessons um, through the main theme of a movie. And I'm changing things up this time. I am abandoning Disney and I'm bringing Bluey into the highlight. Yes! I'm turning so Aussie. Um, but whilst Bluey isn't a movie, for two-year-olds and for people with short attention spans, Bluey is definitely a movie. And we love the Healer family. Um, they have captivated homes all throughout the globe now. Bluey is is just taking off. They, people love it for their short and meaningful stories, showing us a healthy dynamic of family with imagination and creativity and curiosity, and how Bandit and Chili have endless amounts of time and energy to come up with all these games and play with their kids is beyond me. Like, hashtag goals. Um, But we're going to mirror the healer family with another family, and it's going to be Isaac's family. And um, their family is a bit more complicated, okay? They would likely have a reality TV show or Jerry Springer. Do you know Jerry Springer? They would likely be on that over a cartoon to emulate. And I want to highlight something important, that before we begin... Just so that you know and I know that God doesn't get glory out of perfect people. And that is the same for family. And so if you have a family with heartache and trauma and drama and baggage, then you're in good company. Because these are the types of families that God uses to highlight in this gorgeous book, the Bible, God's word. So if you get anything out of anything that I say this morning, have hope that we serve a God and we're talking about a God who uses broken people and he uses broken families to shine his glory through. Amen. Okay, so let's go. So we're going to start by looking at the episode of Hammer Barn. Bluey and Bingo, they're um, creating their own yard side by side in their shopping cart when Bluey starts to get a bit jealous of her neighbor Bingo. Let's watch the first clip. Ah, that's no good. This house is falling apart. Well, nothing lasts forever. Yeah, I guess. It's just got character. Dad, Bingo's watermelon is redder than mine. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. See? Oh, yeah. Well, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. What does that mean? Hey, Bandit! Check it out! New pizza oven! Pretty sweet, eh? 
I just got it from Hammerbarn. Ooh. We're going to Hammerbarn. Yeah, Hammerbarn! Jimmy, his lawn's looking green. This episode of Bluey's called Hammerbarn. Will the pizza taste better from the pizza oven? Yep. Nope. Dad, Bluey got more sauce than me. No, she didn't. Hey, mate, where are your pizza ovens? All 300 left at the fake grass. If you hit a flamingo, you've gone too far. I'm going to aisle 300. Okay, we'll head to the garden centre. Come on, kids. Ooh. Oh, bingo! This can be our houses. <laughs> yeah! This is my yard and that's yours. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh! Hey, bingo, look, I've got a garden. Yeah, me too. Can't have too many of these. Ooh, you can be my husband. Hey, no, Sarah, I want a husband too. Yes, yes, here you go. Same as Bingo. <laughs> hello, husband. Hello, my name is Hecuba. Oh, hello, Hecuba. My name's Gerald. I'm going to do some yard work. Hey, Gerald doesn't have a shovel. Mom, Bingo's husband is better than mine. Just try and be happy with what you've got, okay? I can't be happy with what I've got when what she has is better. That's right. How can I be happy with what I've got when what Bingo has is better? And if we're honest, all of us have had these feelings and these thoughts, looking at other people, looking at other husbands on the shelf. Um, and, you know, this is captured with Bandit. This isn't just something from a young age. Bandit, who's a grown blue healer, right? Yeah. Checking over the fence, looking at his neighbor, wanting the same pizza oven. And all of this starts with you and I. We want new stuff. We want bigger. We want better. And we want it quick. And these stories are also found all throughout the Bible. So this isn't new stuff. But often comparison and jealousy come when we are too busy looking at everyone else instead of being grateful for what you and I have been given and not taking inventory. And so the first point and the first lesson that we learn this morning from Bluey is to, is to value your own yard. Value your own yard. First, it's the watermelon color, being the wrong color. And then Bluey and Bingo are going back and forth, comparing and complaining and whinging what is and isn't in their yard. And if only getting a new husband was as easy as just picking one up off the shelf, right? Can I get an amen, ladies? Yes, yes. And God has given each of us, metaphorically, our own yard to tend to. And let me tell you what, I hate yard work. It is hard work looking after my own yard, and I don't even do it. Sorry, Mikey. So let's add someone else's to it, and that's too much work. It doesn't help us with our homework unless we're cheating and peeking over. It doesn't help us in our marriage or in our relationship with our friends or how we're going to get into our new job or maybe in our ministries or look at that person's relationship with God. I want their relationship with God or their gift. And Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand fits to, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither work nor planting or knowledge or wisdom. And so there's a lot of um, context to what this scripture is talking about. But the first sentence, whatever, whatever it is that you do. So whatever you do, do it with all your might, knowing that God wants you to do that well. And so who says that what they're doing is better than you? Doesn't say that. 
It doesn't say that because there is a time where opportunity is going to end for us because we are either going to be going to heaven or hell and there is plenty of work for us to do in heaven. We should be busy. We should be having responsibility. Time is critical. Time is critical. So imagine with me for a moment that you're in the driver's seat and if any of you are in here who do not have a license, this is your time to drive illegally, okay? So enjoy with me for a second. And you pick up your phone and this is my phone, okay? It's very large. This is back in the 50s, right? This is my cell phone that's giant, all right? And, and you're texting, or maybe you're changing your song on Spotify, or maybe Apple Music, if you have your subscription to Apple iTunes, okay? And this phone, represent your, the car represents your life, and you're driving it, and God's with you, and he's in the seat, and this phone represents looking at someone else's life with jealousy, and wanting what they have, and envy, and, and being selfish, and you might check that text or change that song and it takes two seconds, right? But if, if studies say that on, we look at social media for an hour and 57 minutes a day, try trying to drive your life, getting in the right direction for an hour and 57 minutes, you're going to crash or get a ticket and something bad is going to happen. So it's a tragedy. How much more are we losing out on the life that we were meant to be driving to get to the direction, the place that God has us to, if we're too busy looking over the fence at somebody else's yard. It seems innocent. Little by little. Oh, it's just like an hour, you know, checking on stuff. Not everybody has that heart, but we got to be mindful because scripture does say in Proverbs that it's the tiny foxes and little things that come and try and steal in our garden that things happen to us and then we actually become people who are filled with stuff that isn't good for us. Think if we all looked the same, if we had the same job, the same house, the same husband, the same friends, the same hair color, life would be so boring. Honestly, it would be boring. And our lives and our character and our circumstances and our cultures were meant to be different. Our yards are meant to look different. And everything that God wants for your life and in your life, when you're focusing on Jesus and you're doing the things that God has called you to do, they're going to come. Trust me, they're going to come. And let me just say this. Let's stop being insecure. Let's stop being insecure about the things that we have and who and how, how God has called us to be. And let's be confident and let's learn to love ourselves in a way that God loves us, that gives him glory. And I have a good friend, Phoebe. You might know Phoebe. And Phoebe had many yucca plants in her yard. Yeah. And I've ratted out my husband many times while I have the microphone up here that he loves Facebook Marketplace. And he's always checking it and has stuff. And Phoebe, she posted her yucca plants. So you bet within 10 minutes, we're at Phoebe's. And I have, there's probably seven yucca plants in the, the back of the truck. truck. And now they're in my front yard displayed and we had Christmas lights and all these things making them all glam for my Malibu dream house because palm trees are too expensive. 
and Phoebe didn't see the value of the yuccas, but we did. And we're like, yes, we will take them. And we had crepe myrtles. We're like, do you want our crepe myrtles? We don't want them. Ew, they don't suit us. They don't fit our yard. And she's like, sure. But the thing is, every time Phoebe comes, she's like, wow, look at those nice yucca plants, right? Because we took what she didn't want, but we valued something different. And it's okay to have different things and for things to be different and to celebrate those things. So let's celebrate our differences. Let's compliment the good. Let's speak life over people. Let's, because when we're too busy doing that, it silences being jealous. It silences comparing. If you have a bad thought and you want something from somebody else, go speak life over them. Value the life that God has given you. Proverbs 14.30 says this, a peaceful mind gives life to the body, but jealousy actually rots the bones. And so if we believe that this word of God is meant to help us so that we can thrive while we're here on this earth, we should listen to what this says. It is unhealthy for us. Our bones start rotting and God doesn't want you unhealthy, but we can't, he can't think for us. It's something that we actually have to put our hand to. And so we're going to shift to a different family tree now. So we're now looking at Isaac and Rebecca and Jacob and Esau. And in the story of Jacob and Esau, they're twin brothers and they're completely different. The Bible describes them so different. They have different passions. They look different. Their character is different and where they're headed is completely different. And Esau was the oldest. He came out first, which meant that Esau had a birthright. And in those times, that was really, really important. And Esau was described as being red, and he was described as being really, really hairy. He was strong. He liked hunting. Okay, he was on the episode of Alone, all right? He was that, that person who's on Alone, like, her, 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 you know, I'm a man. I ate deer stew, you know? <laughs> and then we have Jacob, and Jacob is described as having smooth skin, and he liked to be more close to home, a bit more domesticated, a creative, if you will, okay? And the Bible says that before they were born in Rebecca's womb, there was a power struggle that was actually happening between them. Genesis 25, 23 says this, and the Lord said to her, he's speaking to Rebecca, two nations are in your womb. And two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. All right, so they're talking about a lot there about how um, Edom, it means red. And so Esau was going to be, was representing Edom. And Jacob, his name later gets changed to Israel. And so they're representing these two nations. And God is telling Rebecca, hey, Jacob is actually going to be over Esau. And he prophesied this over over, um, over Jacob. And Jacob wanted everything his brother had. He wanted that birthright and he wanted his father's blessing. And so with the help of Rebecca, they actually go about it and do this, but they do this deceiving and lying and tricking. And this is the whole story of Jacob. Everything he's doing is out of deceit and lies. And you know, Esau, he didn't see the value of what he was given with his birthright until it was gone. He was said to have actually despised his birthright. And how do we know this? Because Esau was hungry and Jacob said, hey, can I have your birthright? I'll give you this bowl of lentils. And he's like, yeah, sure. It was that easy for Jacob, which showed that it was a desire of a moment that he gave away his birthright, showing that he served his flesh over the spirit. 
And you know, Esau was given blessing by birth because he was the oldest. And Esau represents the uncalled man of God. And Esau paid little to no attention to the things of God. He had no expectation of what God wanted to do in his life. And then we have Jacob. And Jacob, he was going to be blessed by the promises of God, which is what we read in, in Genesis 25 just then. He represented God's elect people. And Jacob, he saw the value of God's promises. He saw past earthly things and he wanted to pursue eternal promises that were given to his later grandfather, Abraham, older grandfather. So much, so much so that he tricked and lied his way to get it. So we have Esau who didn't value his yard at all. And then we have Jacob who's peeking over the fence, wanting what his brother had. And then we have Bluey, right? And here she is trying to trade her husband from getting, because he doesn't have a shovel and getting a new one off the fence. So can I urge you and can I urge me, value your yard, value your yard, tend to it, work at it, pick out the jealousy, pick out the comparison and you just plant peace and you plant gratitude and you sow and you enjoy it and you work at it with the Lord. All right, let's watch the next clip. New husband. Fairy lights. Ooh. Hey, why does baby... And more fairy lights that are just the same. Thank you. These can be our pizza ovens. Oh, look, Hecuba, a pizza flipper. Cook, cook, cook. Blip. Cook, cook, cook. Blip. Mom, can we get two pizza flippers, please? We don't need to. Try swapping something with bingo. Cook, cook, cook. Bingo, will you swap some of my plants for your pizza flipper? No thanks. Flip. What about for my husband? No thanks. Flip. Oh, but that pizza flipper is all I want in the whole world. Okay. Thanks, Bingo. Hee <laughs> Cook, cook, cook. Flip. Cook, cook, cook. Flip. Oh, pizza's done. So how many BTUs has this one got? Wowie! Yeah, it's probably another bluey. I'm sorry. This is what happens when you aren't happy with what you've got. Someone's husband eventually gets it. <laughs> Amen. So Bluey is reaching into Bingo's yard, fighting for that dining table, causing Bluey to break Bingo's husband in the middle of the aisle. And so the second point that I want to say is to keep your eyes and hands off. Otherwise, somebody's husband is going to get it. So there were clear consequences for Bluey's jealousy. Bluey, had she kept her eyes and her hands off of what Bingo had, she would have avoided upsetting her sister killing Hecuba and making her mom yell in the middle of Hammer Barn. And Jacob and Esau's family similarly became divided when Jacob went about to steal his brother's birthright and then his father's blessing. There was immense pain that happened. And just imagine for a second being Esau. We hear all about the amazing things of Jacob, but being Esau and his mother going behind his back and his dad just being so unaware and allowing the blessing to go to his brother, saying, son, I actually don't have another blessing for you. 
He then started to desire to kill his brother and had to deal with that. Then for Jacob, he's living up to his name. He's a liar. He's hurting his brother. He's lying to his dad. He has to run in order to stay alive. And one gets what they want. And one's over here like, what the heck just happened? And we don't know what would have happened had Jacob just kept his eyes and hands off and went about God's promise God's way. There's something about timing. And so where do you need to keep your eyes off? Matthew 6, 23 says, the eye is the lamp of your body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be filled of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And so Holy Spirit, I just speak right now, God, that we would have eyes that would be healthy. Purify our eyes, Lord God. And are your hands and your heart trying to touch something that isn't yours? And has God spoken a promise to you? But it's all about the timing. And I want to say to somebody this morning, wait. Wait. He'll get it to you when it's coming. Just wait. And don't go about it the wrong way. James 3.14, he's talking about wishing to be wise. He says this, if you're bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting or lying. Why? Because for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So we have demonic, unspiritual, earthly, disorder, evil happening when we allow bitterness and jealousy to come in. And this is not what we want for our lives. But thankfully, God knows us and he gives us a way out through his son, Jesus. And he writes this, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. It is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So God, help us to be peace-loving, gentle. Help us to yield to other people. Help us to be full of mercy, fruit, and good deeds. Help us to not show favoritism and be sincere. Help us to be peacemakers. Help us to plant seeds of peace so that we can reap a harvest of righteousness. We don't want disorder, God. We don't want disorder. All right, so let's watch the last clip. One of the dining room table. You can't just get new stuff all the time. Why not? Because stuff costs money. There's no magical place where everything's just free. Billy, look! <gasps> Yes, they're all for free. Hey! Mm, Gerald, I'll put olives on your half, my dear. Cheryl and the darling, you wouldn't have some lettuce I could borrow, would you? Of course, Rhonda. Here you go. Thanks, darling. I'm just enjoying this hamburger. Poor Hecuba. He always loved hamburgers. 
you like to try some beetroot? Oh, thank you, darling. Isn't it nice having everything? Yes, it is. Just try not to get used to it, okay? Oh, it's that lady who said we can't have everything we want. Don't listen to her, Rhonda. Oh, that pizza was delicious. Hey, why have we stopped? And what's that dooting? Hey, oh, my boots! What are you doing? Hi, guys. I have to scan all your stuff, okay? you in the car. We work so hard on our houses. I wasn't ready to take them down. I know. I guess nothing lasts forever. Hey, would you kids like to try my beeper gun? Yes, please. Here you go. Okay, kids, are you ready for the best pizza you've ever tasted? Yeah! We'll see about that. Ta-da! Looks a bit bodgy. No, it's just got character. Tuck in, kids. I'm just going to give one to Lucky's dad. Okay, yours is bigger than mine. But that's fine. Hey, mate, have a go at this. Ham and pineapple. Oh, yeah, swap you for a meat lovers. Nice. Oh, my goodness. What is it? This is amazing. Hooray! <laughs> so good. So, Bluey and Bingo, they're in their shopping cart. And they're chatting about how that lady is telling them they can't have everything they want and not to get too comfortable with it. And suddenly, then their stuff starts being taken from the shopping cart. And Chili reminds them that nothing lasts forever. And Bluey's bingo, Bluey and Bingo's stuff at the start of this clip was what drove them apart. But then we see at the end that Bingo is suddenly fine when, when Bingo's pizza slice it, bleh, bleh, bleh. Pizza slice is a bit smaller. It no longer troubled Bluey. So we see a shift in relationship value happen. Bingo became more valuable than having what Bing, than having more of what he had. So the third point I want to make is to water your relationships with Jesus, because I guess nothing lasts forever. And so we ponder the question, is our focus more on obtaining stuff or getting the new thing or the next best thing? Or is it on our relationships? Is it about people? Is it about giving and loving people, spending time with people? Because the enemy tries to seduce us all the time. And especially at Christmas. Especially at Christmas. Let's be about sharing and loving and enjoying each other over jealousy and selfishness. And the Bible talks about how dust we came into this earth and dust we will return. Genesis 3.19. Meaning none of our stuff is coming with us. But the purposes of our time here on this earth, though we can enjoy our life, is meant to, to prepare us for heaven. 
And let me tell you something, it's filled with people. People who don't look like you, who don't talk like you, who don't dress like you. And if you don't like people, then heaven might turn into being hell for you. But heaven is full of people. So may we work on this earth to be witnesses for God, to advance the kingdom, be ministers of reconciliation, and live on purpose to learn and grow and prepare for eternity. And we look at Esau, and Esau chose to water his relationship with his brother. And Esau became a hero of forgiveness. A hero of forgiveness. Genesis 33 says, But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, and he fell on his neck, and they wept. And this is to his brother Jacob. When Esau insists that he had already had enough, Jacob's like, here, look at all the cattle. Look at all the stuff that I've got. Please don't kill me. He's afraid of of his brother because of what he had done to him. And Jacob pleads, no, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, then please accept my present. For truly to see your face is like seeing the face of God. With such favor, you have received me. And look at Jacob in his humility towards his brother and owning what he did. And Esau, who is said to be a man of this world, showing a guy who's called what forgiveness looks like. And there's a story of a prodigal son and his father. And that father was on the porch every day looking for his son. And when he sees him, he runs to him and he puts a robe on him and a ring and and sandals for his feet after he just spent all of his money just the same Esau run towards his brother showing Jacob the face of God wow that's what forgiveness looks like to people it's beautiful his deceitful and chosen brother restoring Jacob to the land of which God led their grandfather Abraham and God the father he chose to water our relationship by sending Jesus to us And you know, Jesus is said to be called the living water. And just like Bluey and Bingo stuff needed to be paid for, our sin needs to be paid for. It needed to be paid for. And Jesus was that payment, like Mikey talked about with us before we started. So that our life, you and I, we can live forever. So bandits wrong because we can have forever and eternity with Jesus. No more pain, no more tears, no more sadness, no more headlines, no more wars, no more comparison, no more jealousy, no more anxiety, no more depression, no more fear, no more insecurity. John 4, 13 to 15, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have come here to draw water. So are you thirsty today? Are you thirsty for the things of Jesus? Do you want to not be thirsty again? He is who fills us. 
He is who we look to, not our neighbor, not somebody else's yard. It's Jesus. And God has given us a choice because those of us that reject it or those in our life who we don't share it, they are going to have something that lasts forever too. And it's eternity in hell. And hell is a real place. And it's awful. So are you watering the people in your life with the truth and the love of Jesus Christ, who is the living water of our, that we can all have? And so I say all of that to say that we're all in good company in this room. We've all had jealousy, dealt with comparison, struggle with insecurity, wanting more than what we've been given. But we should not be the center of attention, like Mikey mentioned in this message this morning. Because we can be confident that we have a father who sent his son named Jesus, who is bigger and better and more powerful, who takes away the sins of the world. And so we can be completely forgiven. They're paid for. So let's do our part. Jesus did his part. Let's do our part. Let's check ourselves. When we feel those emotions, when we start getting jealous, when we look over the other side of the fence, allow the Holy Spirit to say, oof, that's not good. Let's, let's work on that. Let's pray about that. Let's allow us to run to Jesus, knowing that he's going to accept us and help us through. Now, as we close, let me just pray for us this morning. God, thank you so much that you teach us through the most hilarious episode of Bluey. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to be people who see the life that you've given us as valuable. That you'd help us to look at our yard with value. Give us eyes to see. Lord, help our eyes to be healthy. God, I just pray that you'd help us to keep our hands off of things that aren't for us. And I pray for anybody here that's waiting on you, Lord. I pray for strength, that they would not grow weary in doing good, for in due season they will reap a harvest. And to keep focused and putting their hands to the things, Lord, that they need to in order for them to be able to see your promise fulfilled in a way not from cheating, not from stealing, Lord God. And I thank you so much for the people that you've put in our lives, Father God, especially around this holiday season. We know that the world looks like it's falling apart, but help us to be sensitive, Lord, to the people that are, are really looking to you in this time, God. Help us to water the relationships in our life with the truth of the gospel. Help us, God, to not miss you. Help us to see what you've done, Father God and to see people as more valuable than our stuff. Forgive us, Lord, when we do the, do the wrong thing, and we thank you and accept your forgiveness for that, Father God. So I just pray for a, a, a blessing over each person that has come here to hear this this morning. I pray you would take away anything I've said, God, that's not from you, and may your Holy Spirit be the only thing that has spoken. We love you, Jesus. We need you. Help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.